Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Root Pharmacist Radio. Rob Kress here, the Root Pharmacist. And we are going to be tying up our uh, five-part conversation series on thyroid, or hypothyroid, I should say. And we're going to do that today uh, while we actually talk about Hashimoto's disease. Now, what I don't want you to do is look at this as a overall end all, this is how I'm going to fix Hashimoto's. What I want to bring to light is um, a lot of the issues or where a lot of missing is going on. But don't under, misunderstand me, you are going to walk away with some great information on how to start attacking Hashimoto's and how to get on the path to reduce it. So first of all, what is Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's is basically autoimmune hypothyroid disease. Uh, it's also known as autoimmune thyroiditis. It is the number one cause of hypothyroidism. Now, if you remember a few episodes ago, we talked about proper testing of thyroid. And I said how a lot of conventional docs are only testing T4 and TSH. Well, the way you're going to find out if you have Hashimoto's is testing antibodies, thyroid antibodies. And we talked about what they were and testing them in what's known as a complete thyroid panel. But isn't that kind of mind-blowing? It's the number one cause of hypothyroid disease. And oftentimes, they're not even checking for antibodies, especially if your TSH is normal, which could be artificially suppressed from cortisol or inflammation. Remember that? Um, so, you know, a lot of people could be falling through the cracks once again on this one. So people are diagnosed by measuring those antibodies. Now, through conventional medicine, the really the only attack of Hashimoto's is to erase one's thyroid medication. Um, and the problem with that, the more we keep raising someone's thyroid medication, if you want to remember back when I talked about it as well, um, a natural healthy thyroid gland creates 100 micrograms of thyroxin a day. But we have people taking much higher amounts. And when that happens, the body's going to mess up its ratio of the levothyroxine, of the, of the total, we'll call that T4, of the total T4 and free T4. And it can start kicking up more uh, thyroid bonding globulins. So basically, you're going to have higher thyroid levels higher total levels, but a lot of it's going to be bound, and it's not going to be able to convert to T3, remember, the more active one to be active. So it's a really big issue. So let's first talk about also what the Hashimoto's patient looks like. Um, they're also going to prevent present with a number of different issues, acid reflux, uh, nutritional deficiencies are rampant. A lot of times this is related to possibly leaky gut um, and other digestive issues. Uh, anemia. Uh, remember we started talking about the best way to test the iron is through the ferritin levels because the important role that that plays. Um, adrenal insufficiency or adrenal fatigue, big issue. Um, uh, gut dysbiosis and intestinal permeability that falls in line with the leaky gut, inflammation, food sensitivities, hypoglycemia, um, and all this is in addition to their typical thyroid symptoms. So, you know, it could be uh, quite a large issue. So a Hashimoto's patient um, doesn't just need to fix thyroid. They often need to fix a multitude of issues. So how do we, what's the best way to test for it? Well, a complete thyroid panel, of course, we talked about that. So that's the total T4, the free T3, the free T4, TSH, as well as the antibodies. Um, 
There are other diagnostic uh, testing that can be done, like an ultrasound, um, you know, a palpation, maybe noticing there's a goiter there, aspiration uh, with the needle for lymphocytes and macrophages. Food sensitivity tests are very big. So one would be the Alcott test. Now, what I usually recommend for people to do, especially because oftentimes I'll just point and shoot and talk to people about this, and they might be seeing that conventional practitioner where the only thing this this doc is doing is raising their thyroid level, you know, their thyroid medication, but we can do better. So I'll talk to them about diet and lifestyle. And I first want to eliminate the high reactive proteins, gluten number one. I, in every case, I'll tell someone to go gluten-free for at least six weeks. I'd like them to go dairy-free also, and certainly watch out for all that packaged soy products. Um, we can certainly go into more food. Uh, and you know what, maybe for the next talk, we'll talk about um, food elimination diets. Yeah, let's put that on the dock for the next uh, podcast. That would be a great one. Uh, we also want to assess adrenal needs. Uh, we talked about the adrenal insufficiency, so we want to take a look at that. We want to focus on the gut, and we want to heal the gut. It can be a primary source of the systemic inflammation and autoimmune attack. So in Hashimoto's, the, it's an autoimmune attack, as I said, and the body's basically attacking its own thyroid gland. This could possibly result or start in the gut. Um, you know, the gut is very important. It's an ecosystem of over a hundred trillion friendly bacteria. Um, there's over a thousand unique species. It's a source of genetic diversity, influence, and 80% of our immune cells are basically come from here. So what are some other things we can do? One thing we found works very well, actually, is something known as systemic enzymes. Wobenzyme, they actually did a study on that. And in the study, they did, I think it was five tablets three times a day on an empty stomach because you don't want to take systemic enzymes with, with food because they, they'll actually spend their energy digesting the food. Um, Pure Encapsulations has a product I like as well, a lot systemic enzyme complex. This has been used very successfully to lower antibody levels as well. So, you know, we're often coming to this in a broad case. We want to remove the high reactive foods. We may want to consider food uh, intolerance testing. Uh, we want to dial in and properly assess thyroid. Um, iodine is very interesting to look at. Iodine is a nutrient that's very important for thyroid health. The RDA is somewhere around 160 mics, and that's for the thyroid. Iodine itself has a lot more systemic body benefits, but there has been research that has been shown that uh, too high of an iodine can irritate a Hashimoto's condition. Not all cases, and I've seen a lot of Hashimoto's patients use high iodine well, but I just want you to keep that in your mind. So uh, dial in thyroid levels, look at the gut, look at food intolerances, continue, consider the systemic enzyme complex, um, assess adrenal needs and the whole picture. So that's why I want to I want you to walk away with this right now that Hashimoto's is not just one way to look at it. And if they're only raising your thyroid medication levels, I would encourage you to look for a functional medicine practitioner that can do more for you. So here we go. We finished our thyroid conversations with our fifth episode today. Um, love to hear from you rootpharmacist at gmail.com. And as I said, I think tomorrow probably what we'll do is open up the conversation on uh, food intolerances and maybe food rotation diets. So until then, Rob Crest, Root Pharmacist, rootpharmacist.com. Have a wonderful day.